Hello, and welcome to episode one of Just Shillin'. This lovely gentleman across from me is Andy Bellinskull, and I am his trusty Padawan, Sean Hottie, and we are your hosts today. <laughs> Good evening. I can, hey, I can, Sean. I can, I, I could trim that up in the middle. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll no, cut no, this no, part no. out. But I wanted to get your no, reaction no, no. to see Don't how it went. This. Don't cut this out. This is fantastic. It's how the sausage is made. Come on. I've been, I've been stewing on that ever since, ever since last week when we were talking about it. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a wig. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. I was talking to Madison about it, and I'm like, each, I had a whole strategy. I'm like, each week. I'm just going to slowly start adding a piece of cosplay from like Shin Hati just to like see how long it takes you to like notice. And it's like, but I'd want to start with like the wig. And so it's like, I think that'd be extremely obvious. Um, you are so, determined. You are determined that you and I are going to be in cosplay in Japan, aren't you? It might, it might just be me. And then it's just going to be awkward <laughs> because everybody's going to be like, well, Andy, what happened? I thought we were, I thought you guys were doing this. Sean's like, dressed to the nines he's decked out and so you know it's either like get on board or you know <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of option there's not a lot of wiggle room here excellent how you doing sean i'm pretty good i'm pretty good uh i'm excited to see that we're we're doing the we're continuing to do this it was it was fun the first time and i'm i'm glad we got a lot of positive feedback uh i've i've also got a new coffee maker in the last couple of days. And so nice. I'm just, I'm just really like, it sounds silly, but man, I am, it's just made my week. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is awesome. I, I love, I love every minute of it. It's, it's, it's a fun little like knickknack hobby to be like, just a, like a little, it's a good way to like start the morning after like working out and showering and stuff. And it's like, all right, now I'm going to make my little, my little coffee and make it extra special. But yeah, other than that, everything's been, uh, everything's, been been going well how about you how are you yeah good yeah good i mean it's only been a week since we last spoke um but um uh, work is a bit tough we're still you know we're still in that kind of january drudgery um at work few few things going on priority stuff um which is um not not much fun at the moment but um yeah no it, everything's good i mean i've i've really looked forward to catching up with you again it's a really nice break in my week in my working week to just forget about the business stuff and get that out of my brain and talk to you a, a, about a bunch of nonsense which um we both love oh i did get something by the way why are you talking about something that you, stuff that you got um i might have left it in the, in the main house but um i'm trying to make my my den uh which i which is a glamorous name for a, a, a an outdoor wooden cabin that I'm I, I have to use because I'm kicked out whenever I uh, do anything like this uh, from the from the main from the main family home, but um, I've, I've bought a new metal a metal signage uh, and it's all beaten battered up, but it's an original Atari advert nice. uh, in the old kind of you know the old the old aluminium metal kind of sign that was that, that would have been on the wall of a bar or a, uh i don't know a, a outdoors in a, an amusement arcade or what have you but i managed to get my hands and win a bid on this old sign uh and it's completely wrecked but that kind of made it even more important for me to get my hands on i got a really good deal for it so um hopefully next time we talk you'll see it on my wall 
about to say like you're you're making it sound like you're you're sitting in a like an like an outhouse or something right now like it's it's a pretty <laughs> epic looking background if i can say so myself so it's oh she, it's won't, pretty cool. she won't let me she won't let me have my toys in the house <laughs> I, I i mean I, I this sounds like a, this looks from what i can see like a win-win situation if you want well that's kind thank you thank you it, yeah. it's uh it's pretty cool it's taken a while it's, it's still still work in progress but uh it's taken a while to get this far so far i've still got to actually deck uh, actually paint the walls but um I'm kind of looking the sauna look at the. I'm kind of enjoying the sauna look at the moment. Uh, it looks like a. Uh, for those that, for those of you that can't see what I'm looking at, I basically have a. During lockdown, we were all we were all um, uh, working out where we can work, and I I had a I had an outdoor or garden uh, office built, uh, which is basically a, a glorified shed, um, um, made out of um, made out of wood um, and relatively uh bad wood at that anyway but the point being is that um it looks like i'm speaking to uh to sean from a, a swedish sauna yeah that's awesome i mean it looks Which... awesome and it's come my my office used to be it, it still is it, but mine's like fake wood paneling so i painted it this dark blue ah right and, got it and so yours at least is real real wood and looks real instead of 1960s 1950s fake wood paneling um yeah we're gonna get there. We'll get there. I think it looks nice. I mean, I'm jealous personally, but thanks, man. Thank you. It's very kind. I'm jealous of the guitars in the background. You've got a awesome. I know we talked about it last week, so I don't want to repeat myself too much. But you've got an awesome display there, mate. It, they look mint, absolutely mint. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, that's this is a scary path to go down because if you start saying that you you like the look of them, I can I can absolutely send recommendations. I have oh, I have lists I have lists and lists of 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 wants not that nowhere close to needs but uh yeah i can there's always more room so <laughs> so anyways, uh, okay go ahead go ahead you no no lead, lead us was, to the next i was gonna say so 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 what have you been up to um during the week actually no let, let's let's what have you picked up in terms of news in the last week or so i mean i mean uh, in my mind there are a couple of 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 bangers that are out there at the moment but what's what's top of mind for you what's the most important thing you've you've learned of of since we last spoke um i mean it feels like there's a, there's the the most obvious one for me is is the bad batch trailer um i just kind of laughed when it when it dropped i mean i wasn't expecting it and i just kind of laughed and i wanted to send you a message i'm like man we started we started doing this at like the right time like yeah. we, we, we skipped all those weeks where it was like a drought and there was not much information coming out. And, and this dropped right before, uh, we do this again. And it's like, oh, it's perfect. It's like, it's like the universe is telling us something to give us, give us content. Not that we're short on content, but it was just, it's like, yes, everything is, everything is coming up uh, positive here, but no, the, the, the bad batch trailer for the final season dropped. Um, and we, we'd seen some clips at celebration, um, but this was, this was a different level and there was, a some pretty big reveals one that I'm just, uh, I, I'm more excited. Like if you would have told me a month ago, who, who would have shown up at the end of the trailer, I would have been kind of like, not, not negative about it, but just kind of like, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. But then, but actually seeing it in the trailer, like 
I'm a lot more excited than I thought I was going to be. Um, it's yeah, I'm very curious a... to see how they tie it up. Yeah, that was that was quite the the gasp moment for me. Um, I mean, first off, like you, I I kind of um, luckily the timing for me realizing the trailer had dropped was quite good because I I didn't know it was out there until last night, and so I got to see it during social you know during hours that were okay with me. I didn't have to. To bail and and um, uh, find a way of 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 of, of watching it, and I, I don't know how I kept it. Sorry, I don't know how. Sorry, night before last. My apologies. Night before last, how I got away with skip, uh, missing all of the 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 noise on social media is beyond me. But I did. Um, but secondly, the thing that came over was before we get to the the the, the, the final shot. What came over was just how reassuringly comforting it was to watch it it's tight it's really mm-hmm. the production values the characters that we've that they've done a really good job in developing their story um you know the 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 pain that i felt when um tech we lost tech and seeing that the 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 the, the, the flashback of him of him falling um i got a theory there but but the flashback of him falling um obviously how i felt about cross uh, crosshair sorry um and how i feel about him now he's obviously imprisoned is, is it mount tantus he's in mount I, tantus believe, I, believe, I believe that's i believe that's correct yeah um all felt really good and really tight and it, it made me really think yeah i'm gonna really enjoy this and then obviously um which there was something quite comforting about that it was almost like a homecoming it was there was something quite comforting that that animation and, and believe me i was not a massive fan of uh, or a massive um i was not stalwart sorry for for the animation uh, i've enjoyed it always enjoyed it but bad batch for me has been something exemplary uh, that i've really really enjoyed and um and so seeing that was like yeah we got this good stuff that we can rely on coming our way and then i like you said you know the, the last the last couple of shots with uh our friend Ventress turning up was like wicked. And then my next thought was how, how can that be? Cause I don't know if you've read dark, dark disciple and I'm sure there's enough people talking about it online, but she shouldn't be around in this, in, in this time period. So I'm really keen to, to find out from you what, what you think is going on there. Well, to kind of, does. To, to touch on your earlier point about kind of the the quality of Bad Batch and kind of our 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 general sentiment towards it, I, it's one of those shows that I I remember pretty vividly when it came out. Not there being a lot of kind of uh, apathy, I guess. They, what people weren't anti Bad Batch, but there was a lot of apathy around. Like, I mean, we didn't ask for this. This is this isn't you know, whatever, whatever. And I think this is just a testament to the possibility, especially with animation um, where they, they can build like rich stories. Um, It takes time. It does um, to, to really get that investment with the individual characters and things like that. And I think they've done an an absolutely stellar job um, Mm. with, with, with even just what is the season three, just three seasons. Like, 
the amount mm. of emotion and and feeling that they can get out of these characters that they've managed to get out of these characters is is pretty incredible and in how much I care for them like to the point of you you don't want anything bad to happen it's like we know like they it, it's it, I'm interested to see where they take it because it could go really bad or it could go you know they they go off into the sunset and do whatever or uh, or somewhere in between but I'm just I'm really impressed at the the storytelling and the writing it's um, I, I don't want to use the term slow burn because I think that's got like a negative connotation with it. But I think with patience and a vision of what they, they, you envision this, the story becoming, I think this is the kind of quality output that, um, that really matters and really helps drive the, the franchise and the fan base forward. Um, but, but yeah, I just want to, if, if you think about it, if you think about it, um, Bad Batch is a spinoff of a, was it a two episode arc? In the original Clone Stories, uh, Clone Clone Wars um, series, sorry, season, uh, yeah, no, series. I mean, it was mm. it was a cu- it was a couple of really really good episodes, but they were they were literally that that was it across seven seasons. That was kind of um, that was it. It was, uh, and then and then to create this this um, this following, I think, is you know, fair play and, and great praise to the guys over at Lucasfilm, and you know dare i say it dave uh he's done a really good job in creating something here that from from basically nothing and i like that because i love i've always loved the 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 background or the tertiary characters that you know what's their story and i i i've always loved the story of the the any man or the every man um um probably more than than maybe some of the the prime characters or the key characters um, and and to take a and to make a three uh, season arc of these characters that appeared in only a couple of episodes of the Clone Wars, I think is I think is a, a good job. And then if there's a way that they can kind of tie the the Omega story in with with Boba at some point, then even better. But if not, then I, I'll be happy fed what we what we get in. Um, in season three sorry i interrupted you but i was kind of agreeing with you i think that's no no job. i think that's totally that's totally like I, I i feel the same way like it's the everyman stories it's not that i don't like the 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 main skywalker line or the force use like the the big the big flashy force users but i like it when there could be a story that's like parallel to the main events but it's it doesn't have the huge impact and and galaxy wide repercussions like it can just be self-contained I, and i love when because yeah. i think it's because i think it's i think it's easy to make something huge and um imp- that impacts everybody it's it's from a story from a story standpoint it's like oh it's we can all write the 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 hero's journey like to different varying degrees but like it's a it's a formula but i, I, to, I to me i feel like it's it's more difficult to play in that sandbox and write a story that is compelling, emotional, uh, and has weight to it, but it's not, it doesn't involve those big characters. You have to almost lower, like the stakes are still there, but you have to, you can't go big and flashy because then it would interrupt all of the, the, the big mainline stuff. Well, it's great because it also makes the galaxy larger as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, one of the um, occasional frustrations I've had 
um, in Star Wars storytelling, not just, you know, not just TV um, and film, um, but also in the narrative, uh, sorry, the written and the, and the comic, um, comics as well, is, is, is that everyone knows each other and it's typically related. There's only seems to be one family or one bunch of friends that are having all of the adventures in the galaxy. And it's a massive galaxy. So the idea of stuff happening parallel to and maybe separate from uh, the main storyline is, is fantastic. It just it, again, it's about world building. It's about it's about really establishing what the the, the key themes are and the key moods are um, in a galaxy under this oppressive empire. I, I I love that. I love that the story of somebody else. What's going on at the same time? We talked about it last week a little bit about what the behind the scenes is happening. You know, we know what the main story story is. That's been done to death almost and what meanwhile while that was happening what else is going on in the galaxy because it is a big galaxy and there's an awful lot of oppression going on and there's an awful lot of hurt there's an awful lot of discontent going on you know what else is going on to build up to this point that we see in for example a new hope where the galaxy says enough is enough um i love i love i love that i love that kind of again it's i wouldn't say world building because that's specific to planets but galaxy building it's 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 all it's all great stuff for me well it's the it's the grit that makes it feel real it's yeah it, it takes yeah. it from a, a a fairy tale like a to to something that feels like it could be real it's those low level details of what are people doing and how did how did we get here um instead of just kind of like the miraculous the miraculous hero hero uh, story but all of that to say you you mentioned Asaz Ventress. How does this happen? Sorry, Go sorry. Ahead. Can I? Go ahead. Sorry, I'm really sorry because I know I asked the question um, without giving you time to think about the the what, what the bad batch means to you as well. Another, th- another thing that means an awful lot to me for the bad batch is the fact that, and you mentioned this. Um, shout out Catherine on your pod with Catherine uh, a few days back now. Um, but also we were talking about it a while ago and certainly the Scruffies talk about it a while ago on their pod. The fact that they, that the bad batch is set out almost like an exact team dynamic to either the A team or Teenage Mutant Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think is phenomenal. It's a, Mm. it's a trope, but it's such a damn good trope that it, it gives me the feels. Do you know what I mean? You know oh, I mean? and, I'm sh- and I'm sure there's a bunch of folk that will be rolling their eyes somewhere and saying, oh, it's such a cliche. They're, yeah, but it's the best cliche ever. You know, it's, yeah. it, it really is. It really is absolutely awesome. I love that. I love that about that dynamic about the four of them. Five of them, sorry. Well, especially when you can take that dynamic and, and, and kind of like not dilute it, not water it down, but make it not so prevalent like i know when when i first saw like uh hunter i was like are you kidding me like <laughs> like like it's just this design and there's times where i still like roll my eyes at it but like it, it's 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 funny but when hey, they can, when they can <laughs> yeah when they can when they can build a story around it and like make it not like that's not their only personality like that's their main characteristic yeah. but it's they they can like especially when you get in like season two and things like that and you see them kind of emotionally grow beyond uh what they maybe their like uh stereotype or like caricature is um you see like wrecker becoming very kind of loving and brotherly paternal kind of with um with omega and things like that and just 
it's it's almost like you build up the stereotype and then you're kind of slowly breaking it down to show the arc of these characters um and their their growth is is i, I don't know if it's probably it can't be easy and i think that's a winning combination because it's it's one of those things where you like you're you're creating a stereotypical kind of kids show it's like oh it's a cartoon but then you pull the rug out and it's like oh no this actually has a lot of depth um and 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 meaning in a lot of these things and so yeah that's uh, i love it too like anytime there's because you always you always end up with a favorite you always end up with like uh like i always lean towards like the the tech the techie kind of um because like it's either like who you see yourself as or who you wish or kind of want you like yeah. want to be. And so it's like, yeah, I always saw like myself, I'm, I'm more tech oriented and, and, and I always kind of saw myself in like a Donatello or, or a tech where it's like, you know, I may, I'm not a wrecker. I'm not going to go knock down doors, but like I'm valuable in other ways. And a lot of, and, yeah. in a lot of ways. So, yeah. So and, and, of- and, li- and, li- and likewise, I've always enjoyed the heavies. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not because I'm, I'm a particularly rough and tough guy. In fact, I mean, you guys know me, you know, I'm as soft as a, soft as a kitten, but, but I'm, I'm six foot two. I'm a reasonably big guy. And, and, and I, <laughs> he's also, he's also, uh, somewhat challenged in the common sense department, which is a little bit like myself. So, so, so I, I really relate to Rekka an awful lot. So yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. Totally with you. So Asajj. Asajj. The elephant in the room. Go on. It, it's, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm, I'm curious as well to see how they pull it off. Um, if they, I'm, I'm never, like I, I always kind of live in the world of if it happens in the books, it's canon until like it's it's in a a visual medium. Um, it'll be I wouldn't be upset if they like uh, did like kind of not retconned it or just like or if it's a time if it's before the events of that. Um, I haven't dug too deep yeah. into the the timeline of when this takes place versus uh, Dark Disciple, but it. I hope they don't completely undo that book. Cause I thought there was a lot of really quality story in there. Um, and narrative. So, so just to be, just to be clear on timeline so that we're, so that we, you and I are kind of cool about where we're going with this. Does dark disciple was essentially the, the missing, what, the, the missing season, um, which ended up being uh, of clone wars, which ended up being um, with Filoni's blessing. Um, being put into into novel format and it is i believe um set after the clone wars that we know but before the uh, uh revenge of the sith so in theory with um and sorry and in turn therefore before season seven of the clone wars so with that in mind the bad batch current timeline is a few years after so so that that's my understanding but as a caveat to that lucasfilm are saying they are respecting the written word of dark disciple they've put that actually in their pr statement so i'll hand it you know i'll pass it back to you but but 
to, to probably answer the really difficult question, how can this be? I mean, you could always you could always say it's a flashback or something that happened in the past. Uh, I mean, if I if I if I was going to go down that path of it's it's not in the current timeline, the my my answer would be maybe it has to do with uh, I don't remember if she had a name, but older, older Omega sister. Um, Yeah, maybe there maybe there is a backstory there uh that could that is going to be fleshed out because i think that's that's going to have to be a critical piece of this of this season of you can't introduce introduce oh i'm your sister and without that being like i to me i feel like that's going to be like one of the linchpins for this entire season of uh whether she sees the 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 issues with with keeping omega and things like that and then help becomes a, a a a good guy per se or if there's some critical backstory from her perspective uh, that we go back in time and see how things became what they are. That's, that's where I would probably fall with the going back in time thing. If it's current, Ooh, then now we're getting, now we're getting into spicy territory because I don't really see how you can respect the, the book. If it's, well, whatever, whatever, whatever happens, it's going to annoy somebody, isn't it? So, um, um without a doubt and let's not forget you know we've seen depending on people's frame of mind or perspective on on things including just life in general um it's going to annoy somebody or or other uh, as to what they do at the end of the day um she's never she's never gone beyond a novel and an an, an animation so they kind of it's relatively low risk with what they do so in my mind it's either like you say a flashback um it may well be she never died she didn't die and they'll not not rewrite that the the ending of of dark disciple but explain how she was somehow saved um thirdly don't forget she's a night witch and night yeah. witch are pretty good at resurrecting folk um and then lastly don't forget this whole thing is about saving omega omega um on mount in mount tantus which is a cloning facility uh, or expanding experiment. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that they can do. And again, whatever the whatever the answer is going to be, and it may well be something even different. I mean, it's going to annoy somebody or other. And but quite frankly, I'm up for the story because I think that she is a as a as a villain, or well, actually, as a as a well, not even a villain. Um, towards the like, end, like, um, like an anti hero kind of anti hero. Yeah, 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 like an anti hero towards the end. Um, uh, I think she's amazing. I think she's absolutely fantastic. I think she's, in my mind, she's she's one of those secondary characters that that has a an equal has an equal prowess with the likes of Tobias Beckett with, uh, um, oh, good, the, the bounty hunter. You killed Cad Bane. No, no, no. Well, okay, Cad Bane, but I'm also thinking of the the one that was in animation, but she was in. Um, oh come on. Oh, the one with the antenna. Yeah, comes out of her out of her head. Uh, oh goodness me! Anyway, the point being is that she's on a par with those guys, and but Aura because Singh. of the way, Aura Singh, thank you very much. But because of the way that she was characterized during the Clone Wars, and some amazing, amazing um, uh, voice acting from the actress that that played her, uh, she's got every right to be resurrected um, just to get some more of that without people being upset that that 
she'd be resurrected because let's face it the guy that brought her in in the first place is the same guy that's going to be uh that's developing uh bad batch for or, or you know, overseeing bad batch for us as well so he can do whatever he wants with his toys well and i think there's like i don't know if the the phrase translates over there or not but there's there's still meat on that bone like there's oh, yeah. there's a lot of story to still tell there like yeah that was the the book was good but there's a lot of potential for that character still so if that wasn't the end then i think there's still an interesting and intriguing storyline to come from that and to your point of when you when we talk about her being a, a night sister the that it that brings up an interesting point because like not to talk about marvel again but i remember when what if season one came out like i as soon as i watched that i'm like there is this is very intentional there's there's a there's a group of marketing people and story people that are that are putting this out very intentionally they are introducing concepts that are uh abstract more extreme than maybe what is normal in preparation for something larger to come and yeah. so that way you're not so for what if season one it was kind of introducing a lot of concepts that were brought in for uh doctor the the the, the doctor strange sequel and some other things. And so that yeah. way people were kind of mentally prepared for it. And then when that movie came out, it wasn't just like completely mind blowing. I wonder if it's almost similar. You could, if it's a coincidence or something similar is happening here, where in Ahsoka, you have night sisters, resurrection, this kind of, it's all, to me, it's almost like you kind of see this convergence starting to happen of like, that was the introduction a light introduction of it to it in, in visual media. And then bad batch season three is going to get a little bit closer and maybe even where they, where they meet of, okay, we have night sister magic of resurrection and things like that. And could that even be fully realized with the cloning facility and the the force of, do you see, could there be a potential of that's where maybe force sensitive clones are, Force sensitive. I'm throwing air quotes out of like, are they truly force sensitive? Like, like a like a Jedi, like Skywalker, things like that, or is it a Night Sister magic instilled force sensitivity for people like Omega or whoever? Like, could we see those two natural force sensitivity and Night Sister magic converging? Dude, I love your brain because I've never even thought of that, and I think, but 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 while you're talking. I'm also thinking of the kind of, I wouldn't say wasted opportunity, but the kind of um, the way that Mando season three uh, was ended in that we had this, we were, we were hinted on in Mando season two that Moff Gideon was dealing in, dealing with clones. And then we found out the story was, yeah, I'm going to clone myself and make it force sensitive. Hence the reason why I need his blood, Uh, which was, I wouldn't say it's a disappointment. It's just the way it was. Um, And then you see, um the start of rise where you have obviously um kylo ren makes his way to exegol and you see these vats of 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 snoke type clones um before he 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 faces off with with the or, or meets the emperor or the resurrected somehow the resurrected um palpatine and i always thought that you know was snoke a botched a botched clone was he was he a uh um was he a botched experiment and the more and we we don't and we've always been promised by Filoni and Favreau that 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 
Mando or the Mando universe will 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 bridge the gap between between Return of the Jedi and and the Force Awakens and and there's so much good storytelling to happen there that I yet that I don't think has yet been realized and it makes me think that you know maybe you're on something here in that in that they're using the Ahsoka story to kind of resurrect the idea of the of of, of the Dathomir witches they're using the Mandalorian story to kind of get the idea that there is cloning, albeit badly, that there is there is some cloning going on. And maybe the convergence point is essentially what leads to the to what we know as, you know, the what becomes the first order with led by Snoke and behind him the the uh, the resurrected Emperor. That would be extremely smart. Um, I think, and I'm sure, well, I, I want to say this as a caveat, I'm sure there's individuals out there who will, who will immediately reply with, if they figured it out back then, then how, why did it take so long? Because it seems like there's multiple instances of this like cloning for sensitivity, but I'll compare it to real life when we, when we try to create new medicines or vaccines or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like everybody is in complete harmony and doing it together like there's best different vested interests and if somebody figures out part a other person's in part b like and then as things slowly get wiped out like a moff gideon it's like assuming his his little piece is is now gone so it's like they're making progress in all these different ways and it finally takes the first order to really figure it out and, and by whatever means it, that took yeah but we already knew that the, the 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 process in inverted commas was not was not perfect i mean mm -hmm. hence the reason why there are multiple versions of clones in vats secondly um um pulp sheev's grandson who was the or sheev's son in other words ray's dad was not a perfect clone because he mm -hmm. wasn't force sensitive so we know that, and I'm just wondering that you know that 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 yeah, maybe they might have known how to do it, but it's it's the bringing together. Let's face it, it may well take ten, fifteen, twenty years to actually for this for this for this clone to be able to grow into a fully fledged adult. Anyway, as we've seen before, you know, over in um, over in Camino. Uh, but the point being is that is that is that if you've got these two parallel factions of enemies if you like that are working on their own agenda and they and, and and the convergence is what becomes either the resurrection of the emperor or certainly the creation of snoke um that would be really cool and yes of course it's retrospective because we know that there wasn't as much planning as perhaps we'd have liked in the development of the sequel but it's a really tidy story uh, to explain what happened in the 20 years prior to, I know that in theory, um, Force Awakens is 30 years, but I'm assuming to that convergence points will be the perfection of the, of the, of the cloning itself, the force sensitive cloning itself. It will take some time. Uh, that would be really, really cool uh, to, 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 to see. And it would make sense for that almighty Avengers moment that we're all waiting for in Filoni's film where supposedly Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, Mando, and hopefully Boba Fett as well all come together in one in one uh, hurrah 
at the end, uh, which I'm assuming will involve the Witches of Dathomir and Thrawn and, hey, who knows, a resurrected Gideon. Great. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's, I'm, I'm starting to kind of get like the tingles thinking about, is this all, is it all tied together with a, with a common goal of ex, ex the 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 evil is the the convergence of science and magic to create uh fake force sensitivity evil for the purposes of evil and is like are all these shows gonna culminate in the overcoming that um by whatever means i'm interested to see how skeleton crew ties in that's what i'm really excited for but it's i i have theories you said that. They, they're never they're never they're never correct but it's always fun to speculate <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're excited about that because I because I am as well. I think it'd be a nice breather. It'd be like oh, stress, stress, tension, tension, cannon, cannon, cannon. And I think that I, I really hope that um, that the skeleton crew is going to be a nice a nice break from the norm and and we can just kick back and not overanalyze it too much. But um, yeah, I'm glad you think that. Well, cool. well I mean, in, yeah, I was sold by the by one word in the description when they're like, it's going to be like the old Anblin films. It's like yeah, that's all I need. That's all I needed. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. It's like I'm in. Like I'm looking for that cheesy kind of fun story, well encapsulated and just lighthearted about kids, about kids on a on a little adventure. Um, I think that'll be exciting. But so more, we'll more have, that to come. I was going to say. I mean, we've got we've got some good content coming our way. So we'll 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 try and do something creative like the real the real professional podcasters do around uh, 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 reviewing um the uh the episodes as they land so what what else is out there my friend that 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 has, has caught your eye this week in terms of news anything else beyond bad batch uh, to shift gears a little bit and kind of step into gaming there's the um i i just like this i i don't follow the news on gaming very much but i did just watch the indy five or not indy five the the new indiana uh, indiana jones game trailer which i thought was super cool um and i know that's that's something that's uh that you're excited about as well because i know we've we've lightly discussed it um but uh do you want to i think you're i think you're probably more excited do you want to talk about it first and i'm just uh, yeah. i'm just i'm just i just it, uh we haven't had a, an indie game for quite a while and i think it's great that um bethesda is 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 bringing this um under a huge shroud of secrecy no one knew no one saw this coming uh, although they have been talking about an exclusive title for, some, for quite while, quite a while, and we, well, certainly I, uh, mistakenly thought that might have coincided with EA losing the the exclusivity agreement on Star Wars, and I thought it, thought it might have been a Star Wars game. So yeah, that they're, they're they're releasing um, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. It looks like a fun romp. Um, uh, I, I, it looks like a. Um, on face value, it looks like a great little adventure, which um, will will satisfy many people that are looking for more indie cult content. It looks quite puzzle based, puzzle based. Sorry, um, which is again akin to um, certain types of games, but also akin to indie as a franchise. I guess the only thing that I would say at the moment is that it's exclusive to, sorry, it's exclusively first person, which means that. Um, folks that are you know happy to play games like halo um doom and and so on will be uh familiar with that but folks like myself that perhaps prefer a, a more of a third person we want to see the character actually move 
and interact with the world as opposed to being in their eyes um, won't have that opportunity at the moment, I understand, because it's it, it's 100% uh, first-party uh, view. And the and the um, the rationale from the from the developer team is that they want they want us to experience what life is like as indie, rather than spectating indie and pressing a few buttons to to move him a certain way. And while I kind of appreciate that, I think that being a little bit more flexible on the maybe on the on the gaming mechanic might have 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 done them a little bit a little more justice but um, i'm looking for it either way and I'll, I'll still get it and i'll play it because it's indiana jones and it's a type of game that i think that i would enjoy um because indiana jones himself is not a particularly uh we're not talking about warriors here with gatlin guns we're talking about a guy that fumbles his way around and as he says he makes it up as he goes so um i'm looking forward to to, to, to the adventure um and it looks to be coming out this year, which is fantastic and an amazing secret for a developer like Bethesda to keep. Um, bearing in mind, you know, the 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 the, um, the standard incubation and developing time of a game is is years, multiple years. Um, and for them to keep this quiet for so long and release it, what I think came out as a surprise. I'm not sure about yourself, but it was a surprise to me. I think is 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 quite a. Uh, quite a quite an achievement um i think that because it comes under the obviously it's bethesda which means it comes under the new the new arrangement um bethesda is now part of of microsoft so it's now part of the X, xbox um uh brand uh or first party studios as, we, as, as as they say um so are they looking to this to be um a step in the right direction for getting more exclusive content uh I would say yes, and I think it's a really, really good step in that right in that direction. Um, Starfield, uh, uh, I, I, I played Starfield um, when it first came out, but it's a very, very niche game. It's a very, very niche game. It, it's a certain type of, um, it's a game that attracts a certain type of gamer that likes the the slow burn um and and to build worlds and to do a lot of customizing and a lot of mining and and um outpost creation and it really gets off on um on 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 designing ships it's a very very um uh a complicated game which some people may 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 or may not um have the attention span for or indeed it, it, for it even to be that their bag and i think that indie as a franchise and as a and as a uh, a gaming medium will be a little bit more accessible to more people um so i'm hoping that this is kind of their opportunity to rebalance the the very very um the very different or sorry the rebalance that the market as it were so that so that we as gamers um, can enjoy many many games on many many different platforms from many many different manufacturers and kind of make it a lot more interesting and and less binary uh, as a as a as a gaming industry no i think that, that makes sense? sense yeah that makes perfect sense uh to your point about um starfield uh i was one of those 
one of those people that binged it pretty heavily when it first came out. And I put a, a massive amount of time into it because like I, I have narrow windows of when I can and really invest a lot into games. And when it's story sure. like that, I want to, I want to get through the story, but not in like a rushing, rushing kind of way. So it's kind of like about ba- finding that balance. And like, I, I want to, I want to know how it ends. Like I want to know, I want to see where the yeah. art goes, but I'm also, I'm a, I'm a, hu- a huge player of like factory automation, resource management kind of games. And like, I kind of see your point of like, okay, Starfield was this huge game of, it's almost like a bunch of other games smashed into one really, yeah. really big game and you can find your niche. Um, and it's a huge investment. I, I agree with ho- I, the excitement and the anticipation for this indie game because it is, it's more, more linear. It's a story driven game. Um, it's more accessible for a lot of people who can't invest 80 to a hundred hours into uh, a game that is, is so variable and has all these other side pieces. Um, I'm excited for a couple of things just from the trailer. Like the, the game pass day one is, is, is awesome. I love that. Um, as a, as a game pass uh, subscriber, I think that's, that's really cool to see more and more games go game pass day one. Um, I think, I think it's refreshing in a lot of ways to kind of step away from that uh, pre-order, pre-order, pre-order bonus, super pre-orders kind of stuff. And just know like being able to feel comfortable with like my, my game pass subscription to say, I'm going to get top tier gaming. Uh, like not that this isn't the first example of it, but it's just, it's reassuring. And I like that we're getting more like uh, big, big games coming to game pass day one um, on yeah. a, on a slightly different note, I love the Wilhelm scream that they did in the trailer. Like that stood yes. out super, yeah, super yeah, yeah. obvious. And I, I actually like audibly laughed out loud at that. I was like, that's awesome. I'm glad that you know, we have some, we have some fans of the Wilhelm scream in the, in the, the trailer editing, but no, I'm, 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 I'm really excited about the indie game because I think it's, it's not just more access, not, not just more accessible, but it's also, um, I'm, I'm hoping it's, it's a step down in, uh, speed too, I guess, if that makes sense, where mm. I'm, I like that time period. Um, I, I like that. It's not going to be super modern machine guns and all this other crazy, like high speed stuff, which I like those games, but I like that this is going to be more puzzle driven, uh, from what it appears like there's only so much tech that's available at that time. And so you're kind of operating at a different speed. And I think that makes it more accessible, um, as well. And so that's, that's exciting. Uh, it does, it does suck that they're not doing like a third person view. Hopefully that changes um, because I just even being able to switch is, is nice. So I know there's a lot of gamers um, who, 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 who get like motion sickness from like first person view with the, with the constant moving. And so I'm hoping yeah. that for, in terms of accessibility, I hope that they provide that as an option um, to kind of step back into third person. But we'll yeah. see. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll, I will definitely play it. I like the indie franchise. I like uh, just kind of all that it represents, like the bumbling hero um, who's who's not always the he's not the best person, but it's 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 just fun. It's built on being fun, and it kind of has like weird historical elements in it too. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for it. Cool. That's cool. Um, so. I believe we have our first email. Is that correct? We do. 
one thing one thing i'll i'll touch on before we before we do it. it's okay. real quick i, I just to, yeah, just at the at the recommendation i forgot to add it with the star wars stuff um i did see a video this week that came out from disney uh about a, a gentleman who works as a an imagineer um it's kind of like my weird niche youtube subscriptions but there's some interesting stuff in it there's there's a gentleman who who works for disney imagineering who's got an award i won't go into all that but at the end of it they they kind of talk about some tech that he he kind of really imagineered engineered and kind of came up with but i highly recommend anybody who's a fan of star wars or like the disney parks to go watch it because basically what it was they advertised it as kind of uh, a dynamic flooring that you can stand on and it's like used for VR applications. They kind of kept framing it that way. So you can like walk on this floor, but it's not like a treadmill. It's like completely 360 and it's kind of unbounded. It's these like little individual tiles and they kept doing demonstrations of it. But what I found very interesting uh, as a, as a huge star Wars fan and as a, as a big Disney parks fan during the end demonstrations where they were kind of monologuing over the top of it, they kept, they were moving people, like they had people sitting on boxes on it. And then like they would move the boxes around almost like a, like an old Xbox connect, like a camera kind of thing. And the person was like moving their hand around and it was moving this person around on a box. And all, all I could think of is like the real world application for this is going to be at galaxy's edge in the parks. And they're going to, they're going to make this into like uh guest interactions of force sensitivity. Like they're going to be like, whether it's a kid yeah. who can walk up to a railing and be like, Oh, practice your Jedi powers. And they put their hand out and they move their hand around and you're moving, they're moving objects around, or there's maybe a, a Kylo Ren or some stormtroopers, And like, and that's, that's, what's most exciting to me. It's like, I, I subscribe to like Disney research and all these things. And like, you see kind of, they never really show what they're going to do with it, but I thought that was really cool to see. It's like, yeah, sure. VR. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a real world application, but what are they going to do? For them specifically, and it's like, oh, this this is one hundred percent. I'll put money on it. That's this is going into a Disney park uh, or something similar, so that normal people, guests like us, can do force sensitive things. And to me, that's really exciting. I love that kind of stuff. Isn't isn't there a isn't there a um, isn't there a, a, a documentary on Disney Plus about kind of the behind the scenes of of all the tech that goes on there? And the, there and is the it's like the, uh the research they do yeah i can't remember what it's called but yeah they do they'll they have one where it's about like different rides and different tech uh different tech that they do it's it's yeah. pretty interesting i i wish they'd like tighten it up a little bit because i think there's it's it's a lot of time to invest in something but if that's if that's if that's your jam absolutely it's it's something really but really i love good to watch. i love that kind of stuff and I, I and i find i'm like yourself in that i love a little bit of new tech i mean when when I mean VR has been a thing for, for for quite a few years now, but AR, you know, augmented reality was has been relatively new in the last ten years or so. And I love the I love the real world uh, real I love the real world um, application of that outside of either entertainment or or um, or, or defense. I mean, ultimately, you think about you think about you know you think about an awful lot of we we know and love in terms of the technology that we have today, the size of semiconductors, the size of chipsets the um velcro velcro is all developed it all had a, a a real a real world uh purpose for being invented and typically it's it's typically down to down to either defense or 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 the you know high, high end or premium um um real world uses 
Uh, and what I love about the Imagineers over at, um, at Disney and other companies, not just not just Disney, is that this stuff they're building for you and I today for our entertainment value uh, will have a real time practical um, practical application. You know, the idea of a a, mani- a, a manipulative floor um, that 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 can um, move you and I or or keep someone static while they're trying to walk has massive massive implication in medical, for example. Yeah. Um, and I love I love the fact that these guys, for the sake of our enjoyment, put a ton of cash into um uh recruiting graduates and getting you know these young brains w- looking at looking at this kind of technology and developing this kind of technology under some really really solid uh, uh uh mentorship from from these clever these very clever inventors you know these 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 crazy inventors um but the longer term you know the, the more protracted um application for this outside of the disney park i think the, the potentials are endless and i love that kind of stuff i really do yeah, same same here. It's it's like developing generic enough technology that it can be repurposed for positive things in the world, but also for for nuanced things like Star Wars. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as Thanks, you're no. as you were saying, yeah, but as you were saying, we did get our first piece of Yay! feedback, email, voicemail from our from our buddy Chris. Uh, I'll read. He had a question for us. Uh, he said, your conversation last week about the creator got me thinking, what are your favorite sci-fi movies of the past 24 years? Two of mine are Danny Boyle's Sunshine from 2006 and Ridley Scott's The Martian from 2015. Do you do you have those off the top of your head? Well, yeah, he may. So, uh, so, so we need to, I mean, natural, I mean, Chris is a, a good guy and and we know him as our friend that also likes a little bit of wars so i'm assuming the question we have to assume the question excludes star wars because obviously we've had the last we had the last two we had the last two um uh films from the prequels and obviously the sequels and everything else has come um since 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 2000 so excluding star wars which which we'll assume is a given is a given. Um, in recent years, I would say I love the epic stuff. So I mean, I I, I loved, um, I loved um, anything like Lord of the Rings. I mean, it for me, it was it was it was it was epic. Um, but we're talking sci-fi, not fantasy. Uh, so with that in mind, the closest I can get to it is, um, I would say. Uh, June or Dune, as uh, as Jimmy Dice would say. Um, so Dune is a, uh, a a book series that I read as a kid that, like many, never thought it would translate particularly well to um, cinema. Uh, I think Denny Villeneuve have done an amazing job uh, in what he's done so far. I am stoked for March when I think it's March when um, when part two comes out. I cannot wait for that to to take forward because I think he's he's turned what is a very stoic and quite frankly serious and quite at times hard to get through novel and turn it into something that is still quite long protracted and I know that it's some people's bag and, and not others 
um, but turn it into something that which I think is I can apply the word epic to. Um, the other one is I've always been a fan of Blade Runner, and I thought that his the same guy's treatment with Blade Runner uh, with uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine was phenomenal. And again, a long film, beautifully shot, absolutely stunning. You know, uh, all of that kind of sugar coated with a Hans Zimmer uh, theme, you know, theme tune of soundtrack. Sorry, it just I just loved every minute of it. Again, it's a slow burn. It's a very, very cerebral type of film, but I like that kind of stuff. And then on the more on the more, uh, should we say, popcorn type of films um, recently. Um, I've loved uh, in the 2000s and beyond. I've loved films like um, AI. I've been watching AI. Uh, I've been revisiting iRobot. I've uh, revisited Legend. Uh, sorry, I am Legend recently. And um, I've revisited another one that I think might be in your list as well, but but Minority Report and Edge of Tomorrow, or what was it called? Rinse, repeat, uh, die, rinse, repeat. It's Whatever. it's edge of tomorrow for me always. The, the, like, I, I, solid films, solid films, which you know, which which I think that um, actually those are all standalone films, with the exception of 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 of, um, of Blade Runner, obviously, and June, um, which kind of I'm putting to one side. They're all standalone films, which I think are really really good. Um, and then lastly, and then lastly, and I God, I, I, these are, these are all my favourites, so I can't I can't give one answer. And then lastly, I love the work of. Um, Blomkamp, Neil Blomkamp. Um, so um, District 9, Elysium, and um, Chappie, uh, I think are a trilogy, although they're, in, in, in theory, they're, they're, they're individual stories, but in my brain, they're set within the same universe. I think that his approach to um, filmmaking, I think, is superb. Uh, his choice of actors and the way he executes uh his 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 uh his films have been fantastic and in fact on a recent pod again with Catherine shout out Catherine again um i kind of said that an awful lot of gareth um gareth's work uh on the creator reminds me an awful lot of 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 neil's work and uh, i love that kind of guerrilla uh low cost um cheap and cheerful type of sci-fi making it reminds me of a time where um sci-fi was 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 cheap in the late 60s and early 70s and i i i i love it uh because it doesn't matter um because it's all kind of wrapped up in a in a really compelling and human story what about yourself i love it i love it i'm just i'm just reeling at your at your list there i like there's <laughs> the, those last ones are i'm really glad you said it because i can't believe i didn't think of it myself uh because district nine is is one of my like my top movies all time um oh mate it came out of nowhere as well wasn't didn't it i mean it was it was under under advertised it it slipped out there and was an overnight cult classic it was phenomenal well i I mean i could be a hundred million percent wrong on this but i thought at some point like i remember reading when that movie came out that somebody like I thought it had been like originally proposed as like a halo movie, but then it fell through and then it became that. I don't know if that's true at all. Do not take, like, I just remember those rumors being out there at that time. I think, I I think you're right. I think, um, I think, uh, um, Peter Jackson 
Peter Jackson was looking to make a Halo film, and I think he gave he was looking at Neil to be the the director or something like that, and it never happened. Um, either way, we, we you know we we were well fed because that's a result of a film. It really is. Yeah, that movie that movie is incredible. That's I mean that's definitely on my list. Um, I I also kind of looked at this list of like what are those what are those movies that like just pop into my head all the time i tried i tried to avoid like the 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 stereotypes i didn't want to go look at like a listicle or things like that to to try to come up with them so it's like what are what are those movies that kind of those sci-fi movies that just i can't they just i think about them like too much like that yeah like that uh the thing that was going around a couple weeks ago where it's like oh people think about the roman empire all the time it's like no what are those movies that i think about yeah. and one of those is district nine for sure yeah. uh minority report i think about that like that movie pops in my head way too frequently um specifically the uh like the public transportation that they have there i'm like why are we working on autonomous cars we should just be riding on minority report trains or vehicles that all communicate with each other and just bob and weave each other they don't need to be independent uh and just all sorts of stuff like that movie it just lives in my head rent free um another one that i think about a lot is uh arrival that movie was oh. I haven't I haven't rewatched it a lot, but it's one of those ones where I just think about it all the time. Like that movie had an impact. Yeah, uh, it's heavy. The, it, it's again, it's another Denny film. It's 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 really yeah. heavy. It's heavy going, and it's um, but it's beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Um, a big one that um, I'm sure is on everybody's list is Mad Max Fury Road. I think they they took that franchise or that kind of that universe and just amped it multi, I took it to 11, cranked it up and just made it. I have no, no complaints, no, no, no criticisms of that movie. I'm pumped for Furiosa. It is just, I love it. I love that movie. I think about it. I could watch it over and over and over again. What a day. What a lovely day. Yeah. It's great. So So good. So good. So good. Um, and this one, this one's kind of, it's a little bit older than 24 years just by a smidge, but it's, uh, it's another one of those movies that just lives in my head rent free. And that is the sci-fi horror flick cube and all of its subsequent, um, sequels where it's kind of, it was right around that. I think it came out in 97. And so it's a little bit older than 24 years, but, uh, is that, that the, one of just, is that the prison one where they, 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 they got to make their way through rooms and rooms and the floors changing. And I don't think I've ever seen it. Cube cube is kind of like, it's similar to that. It's, but it's, they're in kind of like a, a three dimensional, uh, torture killing box. It's almost like a, it's kind of like a, what would you say? Like a squid game kind of thing, but it's also kind of like saw. So it's kind of got that, that campy horror, uh, kind of vibe to it but just the out of the box like okay how do we how do we get out of this thing and it's kind of got like a a a nerdy math element to it too and just i don't know it's one of those ones where i'm like that was different and that was weird and i think i watched it like a at a uh a, a developmentally critical time in my life where i'm like that one's just gonna live with me forever i'm just gonna carry <laughs> that one because it's, it's not a, a particularly good movie i wouldn't say like it's not one i'd just pop in now and be like you know what we should do this saturday night we should watch cube but it, it's one of those ones where at a certain point in time 
I watched it. It was what it was. And it's, it lives. It's made me who I, it's one of the things that's made me who I am today. Dude, dude, that there are, they're some of the most bizarre films out there or, or moments in pop culture that I hold close to my heart that my family look at me as if to say, but it's really bad. Or I don't understand why when there's this over here, which is clearly, you know, again, it's, it's about, you know, beauty is in the, bar, in, the eye of, in the eye of the beholder. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. And it's about, you know, the, the, the moment in time where it, it, it worked for you. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm digressing, but, but there was a film, um, I don't know if you have a Ridley Scott film called Legend with Tom, very, very young Tom Cruise. Um, and, um, uh, and he played Jack, the, the forest boy that had to, had to rescue, um, uh, um, his, his beloved, uh, from the devil who was, um, uh, um, uh, played by, um, Tim, Tim Curry, yeah, Tim Curry. Um, and, um, it really it really honed true with me at the time because the soundtrack depending on which version you had in your country the soundtrack was uh, the better soundtrack was was uh, by a band called Tangerine Dream very synth centric um and it just landed with me at a time where i was i guess a, an emotional teenager um felt certain ways about my girlfriend at the time or what have you you know was was in love and uh, and it just landed and it, it's not that great a film. It's really not that great a film, but it means an awful lot to me. It means a heck of a lot to me. Um, and I'm damned if I can't get that copy on DVD or, or Blu-ray or anything. Can't get the copy of the original American theatrical release that has the Tangerine Dream soundtrack. Uh, you can only, in the UK, you can only get the, the theater release, which is, it's, it's nowhere near as good. Sorry, mate. I digressed. Sorry. No, no, that's awesome. Like as you were saying that, I was I was struggling to not go down my own mental rabbit hole of all of those all have. those camp those campy films. It's like, oh man, it's I tried watching it again recently, like the the Caravan of Courage and things like that. Like those were those were a, of a of a time for me. Yeah, of like going to the video rental store with my friend when we we we'd stay the night at each other's houses, and it's like. I mean, in the middle of middle of nowhere, Indiana, there wasn't a, a big, a lot of selection available at some of these video rental places. But I remember seeing like Caravan of Courage and things like that. I mean, like, dude, Star Wars, like, let's let's go back and watch this. Um, another one was like along that same lines. It's like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Mac and Me. Um, yes. It's kind of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That movie. Brilliant. Brilliant. Was. I think that I think it explains a lot about my my uh early childhood development but but yeah that yeah. was that was a, that was that was one um and then i think all the earnest like earnest goes to camp movies yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With, uh, jim jim varney uh those those are all just so vivid in my mind it's like even if it's those kind of movies that you like you see them once yeah. at a certain age and they just live visually you know exactly where you were you remember the sights the smells the exact situation and it's like, it wasn't, it wasn't about the content of the movie. It was the way it made you feel and like the simpler times or whatever, whatever the, the phrases you want to wrap around it of like, man, you, you look back and you were live you were living the dream before life got became what it is. Uh, yeah. 
before responsibility yeah, holds, got in the way. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And holds a special place in your in your heart for that. But but let's let's talk about. I mean, I mean, I mean, Chris has got some good some good answers here himself as well. I mean, Danny Boyle. I think we spoke about last week. Danny Boyle is one of my favorite directors, anyway. And then his take on sci-fi, I thought, was really really good. Again, Cillian Murphy doing a uh, uh, doing a really really good job. Um, doing a really really good job there. Um, and I don't um, know if I ever saw I don't know if I ever saw Sunshine, but I'll, I'm gonna have to add that to my list to watch. But I did see The Martian, and I'd listened to the audiobook uh, prior to watching it. Yeah, and it was that was I, it was a real it was a really good movie. I thought they took a a a really good book, a book that was already really great, but it was yeah. it was in it was a book format. It was a books book, and then they took it. I think they did the right kind of adaptation to make it really good for the screen, without like it wasn't like a complete departure from the book. But I thought they changed the right things that it was still respectful to the book, but also not overloaded with uh cruft i guess uh it was really good i yeah that was top notch that's 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 a really good that's a really good point actually we should we should spend some time the topic one week we should think about you know what what kind of what media has crossed really well between formats so you know what what i mean i think of i think of Class. I mean, you've already mentioned Minority Report, which is a Philip K. Dick uh, novel. I mean, the guy was, you know, again, Blade Runner or Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Amazing, amazing, and very troubled, unfortunately. Um, uh, writer, and the and the books themselves, you know, stand out as masterpieces. But the 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 movies that that or the media that's that spun off from that on the adaptations of that kind of stuff have been phenomenal and again with you know the martian to your point really really good book the movie came out and it was you know again ridley scott playing you know paying a massive amount of respect to the source material so we should do that you know one week when we're when we're a little bit dry on on um on stuff to talk about we should do that and really have a think about what has translated really well and maybe what hasn't translated really well because of course we've seen years and years and years of 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 pretty bad um game to movie conversions yeah. <laughs> video game to movie conversions we've seen some really good ones recently um but but we've seen you know many many years of that so that's definitely something we can talk about um talk about coming up my god our, our list of of stuff that we need to talk about uh is just growing and growing and growing it's fantastic it really is we're not we're not short on content by any means no no not at all so 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 we're over the hour um and we want to try and you know be respectful for people's time and, and certainly their attention span so 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 very very quickly this week what are you watching let's just talk about what we're watching this week so let's close on on sean what is sean hoffman when he's not working his butt off, when he's not driving all over the US this week, thank goodness. Um, what are you watching this week? And we can kind of talk about the other stuff maybe in a in a in a future future app. Uh, the big one, the big one for me airs this Friday on Apple TV, and that is Masters of the Air. That is the the yeah, yeah. the sequel to uh, 
uh, oh my gosh, what's the first one called? I know it's the the Pacific and uh, Band of Brothers. Oh my, Band of Brothers. That's that's yeah. what it is. Oh my gosh, like those those movies, or if you, I'm gonna call them a movie. I'm, I'm calling yeah, them yeah, the movies. Yeah. I don't know. That's no, fair. Those are so influential. I mean, they, they hold an emotional place in my heart because I remember watching them the first time with my dad. Um, and so that has a huge emotional connection there. And it's just the, the quality of storytelling is, 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 is rare. I think, and yeah. especially like a, like a, a series like that. So I'm very excited to, to start with that. Um, Something quite like, classic about them, isn't there? Do, do, do you understand know what I mean by that? I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen, I've seen both. Um, I mean, Band of Brothers, I've seen more than once. Um, and I've seen the Pacific as well, but there's something quite classic about them. Not, I mean, I'm not saying that they're, they're, they're in any way old fashioned, but there's some, there's something quite classic in terms of sto- storytelling, albeit a little bit grittier because an awful lot of old war stories perhaps didn't show the grit and the, and the absolute horror of, of, of warfare. Um, but there is something classic about them. There's something reassuringly quality about about those about those series that i really respect and so i'm i'm looking forward to it as well mate i think i i I agree a million percent i think it's they don't come across as like uh for lack of a better term like war war porn uh or just like gory for the sake of being gory it's 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 there's a reality to it there is a a storytelling narrative um, to the point at, at, at times when it's uncomfortable, but it, it serves a purpose um, yeah. uh, to look through the lens and not, not just for the sake of in, it doesn't, it doesn't pit like a good guy, like, Oh, there's the good, there's the, this, no. this good guy. And then and it, it doesn't have that murder porn part like portion to it. It's, it's a very realistic lens into, into what, but- I mean, but, but also, also not. But... Typically, there's no hero either. I mean, you think about Band yeah. of Brothers. I mean, that they uh, they lost people along the way, and um, even the commander. Oh, guy, guy's name I've forgotten now. Anyway, the point being is that I think he's. Anyway, sorry. Um, point I'm trying to make: it, it, there's no heroes there. There's no hero. There's no you know you know John Wayne or Burt Lancaster. There's no yeah. There's no there's no Sean Connery there. There's no there's no hero there. You know. It, uh, there's no kind of upstanding, you know, there's no, there's no dramatic monologue about war is hell and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's basically normal people. Again, it's yeah. kind of probably aligns itself with my, with, with my sentiment around, you know, one un, really enjoying the any man or the every man story. Um, and I, I really like it. I, re, I really, really enjoy that. So, so that's a good shout um, for myself. Um, I mean, there's so much I need to talk to you. About. We're never going to run out of ideas for this. Paul, I promise you. <laughs> There's so much on our list that we haven't got through to that tonight, but but um, just to just to just to um, let you know, um, I'm on a new series now, so I'm watching For All Mankind um, on Apple TV. Two reasons: one, I fall in love with Apple TV, uh, and I'm just basically going through the the their kind of top ten of stuff that I think, oh, that might be interesting. And I think I heard um, uh, the guys over at Star Wars Explained um, saying that they. This was a this was a series that they or or a bunch of uh, a series and a bunch of seasons that they'd followed for quite a while, um, and because again I'd fallen in love with with Apple TV, I, I checked it out. 
I've just finished season one, and I must say it's really, really good. I, lo- I love the alt- the alternate universe of uh, uh, scenarios like that. So there was a um, uh, a series that only unfortunately had one season called, oh, I can't remember it. Um, but the idea being is that it's, it's, it goes back to our conversation last week. What if? You know, what if mm-hmm. the, 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 the the world the world an event didn't happen or or something happened differently and in, and the scenario here is that what if uh russia made it to the moon first as opposed to the us and what would the, the consequences of that be and it's basically following respectfully following um the timeline in the 1960s assuming that it was the russians that originally landed on the moon as opposed to as opposed to the us and the, the consequences of that and, and i'm really really enjoying it and it's it's very um there's nothing particularly fantastic about the whole thing it's just an alternative take on on history so it's a, it, yeah. it's it's a it's a i'm looking you know we're looking backwards in time um but it's an alternative take on that and i love that kind of perverse or that kind of skewed that's got a kind of skewed uh, um story i i i i it's great it's really really good um, yeah, Apple TV. Apple TV's got some it's got some really good content on there. Have you? They've, have, they've, they've got some boo boos on there as well. I mean, I, I I don't know if you did you did you watch Invasion? I have not. I was going to talk about Severance. Have you watched Severance? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. That's that needs to go next on your Apple TV list. Okay, uh, that is. Okay. Well, that'll have it, it, it'll have to be third because I did watch. Again, it's a it's another you know bloated sci-fi subject but i watched season one of foundation uh when mm. it first came out and season two has been up for a while now and i, I know it's gonna hurt because it, it needs a lot of concentration it's one of those programs that you're gonna have to i'm gonna have to watch with a lot of coffee um and you know no nothing just because it'll need an awful lot of concentration so but i'll definitely add it to the list mate brilliant yeah, I think that's I think that's all we got time for this week. But I don't know if we we we've got plenty to talk about in the future. And so oh, we've got loads. We haven't even scratched the surface yet. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I but I think we're we're getting close to time, so I can let people know where you can find us. You can find us at justshillin.com. We have a little a little website that's available where you can find links to all of the the podcast on all over the place uh that it's supported if you want to send us an email or voicemail you can send that to feedback at just shillin.com and that will make it to us um andy do you do you have anywhere that people can find you or do you want us just find us here i i would i would love for you guys to to find us here um you'll find me on on x and on blue sky um at um it's a weird one it's uh, Mingana or M I N G A N N A one nine seven two or nineteen seventy two. Um, that's my gamer profile, uh, and I've it's kind of followed me everywhere else as well. Um, but um, no See, pressure there trap. because I'm that was not. A trap. I'm not. I wanted to um, hear you pronounce it because I never know how to say it. It's so me, I'm like I'm gonna me, make I'm gonna make Mingana, him say it. Mingana. Um, and it's uh, yeah no no it's uh, I'm 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 not I'm not one for for for, for for social media, but I am there if you want to if you want to reach out to me. And yourself, uh, and you Sean? can find you can find me on 
intermittently on Blue Sky. Uh, my handle is Sean.Party. Um, yep, that's that's what it is. I don't know why I picked it, but that's also my website. So it's it works. But yeah, thanks for checking us out. And until next time. Thank you, guys. Keep the faith.